Boys, Alex Trebek died. That sucks. Dude, Yeah. Th this year wasn't bad enough. Come on. This yeah. just isn't right. Yeah. It ain't like, right. Is there anyone... I don't know. I guess there's probably a couple people, but I feel like he's one of the few that you can say that, like, the whole country kind of, like, grew up with. I don't want to say he was, like, the whole country's dad, but at, like, 7 o'clock, wherever you live, he was on your TV. Yeah. For at least our generation. Generations, you know, it's different things with TV and stuff now, but, like, to millennials and anyone back to that, it's like Alex Trebek was in all of our homes at the same time every night. Yeah, it's pretty rare to find somebody that that's consistent, constant, always reliable, there all the time, always in your home. Even if you didn't like care to watch it, it was always on at some point, right? Or, like you'd be watching something and then, oh, dinner's ready, and you leave the TV on. It'd be during that same hour period. You'd always hear his voice. You always recognize his voice. He's one of those few people that can connect with a lot of people, regardless of how much of a fan of the show that they were, that, you know, he was always something that people grew up with in one way or another. Yeah, man. Um, it's like, since he passed away, it, I don't know, like it, it's one, it's one of the people that like, you didn't realize, I, you know, I guess it's what everybody's we're all speaking about right now, but like the relevance of him as compared to other celebrities, other TV personalities, just other people that are regularly in front of audiences, like people from all walks of life and like different levels of notoriety and relevance in our country. were tweeting about Alex Trebek and sharing like memories of him. I mean, it's amazing how many, um, like sports organizations or sports media companies had, things to say about him and you know how he was fans of different things like I, it's it's pretty crazy you, I, I, I never I, I never I maybe took took him for granted I don't know but like you you obviously he was with Jeopardy and he he did that for so long that it was just like a the, the two were synonymous with each other but it wasn't until now that I really realized how many people um knew him and loved him and and how wide his reach was. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I saw like the NBA or maybe it was the Lakers posted this video of him just like talking about the Lakers season. Apparently he was a huge Lakers fan. I didn't know that. And that's like, he's where he's like sitting on a couch with a Kobe Jersey on, like talking about how the Lakers were, you know, how the Lakers are going to come back and be decent. They definitely weren't that year, <laughs> but, um, uh, but he was talking about it. And it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm just so used to Alex Trebek kind of doing this thing and making jabs when it comes just to like jeopardy and being entertaining that way. But like he was into a lot of things. It's really cool. Yeah. To lose, uh, Regis and Alex Trebek within what, like 60 days of each other. Ugh. There's a lot of those people that we grew up with on TV in what other, whatever form that they were that are just all of a sudden being taken away. And as we get to our age, it's kind of like that, whoa, that moment where you start to realize maybe I'm getting old too. <laughs> yeah. So what happens next with Jeopardy? Like, can they, do, is there somebody that's the popular choice to be the next host? Does, does Jeopardy keep going? Like it's going to be, I feel like it's gonna be weird to watch that show with anybody else hosting it. Oh, it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going. Uh, he's talked about replacements before. Oh. 
Yeah, because I think because it was basically like when he got really sick, whenever that was, when he got sick and people kind of thought he was going to die then, but then mm-hmm. it didn't happen. He talked about replacements, but like there was nobody famous. It was just kind of like people that he thought would work. That's so. going to be interesting to see if it is somebody famous or not. Like with Bob Barker, you know, Drew Carey steps in and very different personalities, but going to a celebrity. But do you do that with Jeopardy? Um, like I know Dan Patrick's name was mentioned a while ago initially uh, because he hosted Sports Jeopardy. And it's always he's always verbally said and brought up how much that's like the one job he would take. But he came out this week and said he absolutely wouldn't. Absolutely wouldn't do it. So yeah, I don't know if you just go with some regular uh, person um, because you have to be right for that role. You can't throw Steve Harvey in there. You know what I mean? That's not the show for somebody like that. Uh, William Shatner, those type of people, you can't do that. So it'll be very interesting, but it's got, yeah, it's got to go on. Yeah, I don't know. So here's a question I have for you guys. Uh, What game show have you always wanted to be on? Price is Right, no doubt. Nice. That's the one. That's that always has a special place in my heart growing up any day that you're sick, 11 o'clock, boom, there it is. You're excited for prices, right? If even if you can go to half, you know, get a half day where you fake sick, fake sick for a half a day, you got to go in the second half. You can get through a prices, right? Episode. You're good. But that is always the one that I've, that I've wanted to be on. That's a special one for me. Dan, do you, uh, when, when you're doing the work from home life, do you, do you watch prices, right? While you're working from home? It comes on every once in a while. It yeah. doesn't have that same connection without Bob Barker. I think Drew Carey's actually done a nice job now. Initially, this kind of like, this isn't going to work. This is not. This is not going to work. But that show is still has those. You know, even though they added new twists and things like that to it, it still has those memories where you know, let's play some plinko or get the get the yodeler up there and get the clapping going. I freaking love it. Yeah. I think that would be mine too. I always wanted to spin that huge wheel. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like all. I I watched that so many times that I felt like I could I could land on one dollar. Like I feel like I could. <laughs> you got the speed and the weight ratio down. Yeah. He's always worried about like somebody like some old lady like getting caught in it and like going underneath and going like around the wheel. So he's like, "Whoa, look out there!" <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, guys, it's Supermarket Sweep. That's oh, the show I've yeah. always wanted to be on. And, and it's back, it's now, back right? now. Yeah, it's back now. And I happen to work for the company that it's back for. So hopefully you might see me on there with Leslie Jones. I'm at least going to figure something out. I'm going to talk to somebody. Make that happen. That would I be need awesome. To get on Supermarket That's Sweep. a great one. I just want to run around and, like, you know, grab meat and throw it into the cart and, you know, <laughs> See if I can figure this out. Now they have Yetis in the new one. You throw the Yeti cooler Ooh. is like a huge bonus. And you got to make sure you get to the Yeti because it's like 600 bucks or something. It's mm-hmm. That's true. Supermarkets have changed since the yeah. last time Supermarket Sweep was on. There's a lot of, you know, probably oh, yeah. higher priced items nowadays. I think I would do well on that show then. I, oh, Dan, you would be history. Well. Yeah, you, you would be ineligible. <laughs> there are a lot of dummies. <laughs> No, 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 we know you. Dan's, we uh, know you. Dan's the equivalent of like performance enhancing drugs for that show. <laughs> right. he's, he's automatically ineligible. It says on there, no grocery life. <laughs> Yo, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. I'm Dee out here in California. Chris and Dan in uh, Pennsylvania, the state that everybody loves right now. <laughs> Pennsylvania, you guys are on top of the world. Everybody loves Pennsylvania. Well, that's on PA all week, baby. 
Oh my goodness. All right, today on the show, we're going to be talking uh, about COVID and sports, and we're going to give a little update on some things that happened recently and how we think this whole thing is uh, has been going so far since the last time we uh, really had a talk about this. Uh, we've got a baseball movie, Pick 2. We love our Pick 2s here at the Brunch Breakdown. We're going to go through a lot of baseball movies, and we're going to pick two of them and then get rid of the rest of them, and we're going to go to what we are listening to. And uh, guys, um, it's Brews Day. Yes, it is. So it's yeah. time to get our Brews Day on. And Chris, since you are the founder, the president, the commissioner, the king of Brews Day, let us know what you're sipping on, sir. Well, guys, uh, you two both know me very well, and you know what my go-to beer is. And uh, I just so happen to be drinking Yingling, but not your standard Yingling. Uh-oh. I am drinking the new release, Ooh, the Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter, my friends. And uh, if you want your beer to taste like chocolate syrup, well, I've got the beer for you because that's exactly what this beer tastes like. It's not one that I would recommend, you know, you try and tailgate with. I think that would get a little rough, but it's a very good after dinner, maybe a dessert type of beer. Tried it first this past weekend, picked up a couple six packs of this because it's a, I think it's a limited release. I don't know how long it's going to be out there. They only sell it in six and 12 packs. So picked a couple up. We tried it over the weekend and uh, it's delightful. That's amazing. That's, that's been a beer that's been on my list there, Chris. They, they released it last year in an even more limited uh, variety. It was, I don't think you could find it on the Western side of Pennsylvania, which makes, no sense based on where it's brewed. Um, so that's good to know that it's within reach and within range. It sounds uh, mighty delicious. I can't wait to, to try some of that. I would recommend it. It's pretty nice. Good. Yeah. I didn't know that Yingling had different flavors of Yingling. When did this happen? When did Yingling start just like branching out? Yeah, I think recently, honestly, uh, because like I know they're, uh, they have plans now to expand their distribution farther west. And uh, they've released like a couple different lower carb, lower calorie versions of Yingling. Cause they used to be only Yingling and Yingling light. And now they have Yingling flight, mm-hmm. which is a lower calorie, lower carb option. They have this chocolate Porter. Um, and I think there's like a Yingling gold or something. So there's a, they're, they're branching out a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's cause they're planning on expanding. So that's what's up. You can get it here pretty easily now. I know that. Just like regular Ying. Yeah, I know you can get it here like pretty easily. Not everywhere, but like the people I know from Pittsburgh get it really easily. Now, it used to be a whole thing, but now it's you can get it pretty easy. But I remember one of our first trips out there, uh, Chris and I, to visit you, Didi, was we went to the one I, uh, one bar that had Yingling and then the Pittsburgh sandwich truck, oh, or whatever yeah. it was called was outside oh yeah 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 it, it was, was like, the explosion. like home away from home that was amazing <laughs> oh dan what are you drinking uh i've got something delightful here for you today as well uh from one of my favorite breweries i say that every week why not uh this one's from platform uh out of yes cleveland ohio our good friends over uh in cleveland uh, they have a whole series for fall and it's amazing this is the Yammy Yammy, okay? The Yammy Yammy. They have a, uh, I think it's a maple pecan Yammy Yammy and a s'mores 
yummy, yummy. But this is the OG, uh, you know, sweet potato base with some spices. You've got some cinnamon in there. And it is perfectly, I don't even have to give you my description because it's right on the can. Slightly spiced, silky, and luscious. And that's exactly what this beer is. It's fall. It's it's not super heavy because with a lot of fall beers, you can get it with stouts, porters, and things like that, like what you have, Chris. But the fact that you get that spice and it's got that sensation of fall, very crisp, easy to drink. Um, I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. Part of the Yammy Yammy series. If you can get your hands on the Yammy Yammy variety pack, you are in good shape, my friend. And that's exactly what I have. So uh, my favorite of the three is the s'mores. This is the OG Yammy Yammy from Platform. Cheers to my friends out there. This is a good one. I, I tell you what, man, anything that has a certified luscious adjective to it, it's I'm right going to try it. I'm going to try it. It's right there. I can't I make it. this up. I love it. Luscious. Silky and luscious. <laughs> Just like you like your women. Right there. <laughs> that, is a very, that is a very Dan beer. Not just because it's silky and luscious like Dan. Uh, it is... <laughs> It's called Yammy Yammy, and if in like a little bit Dan says what he's listening to is a band called Yammy Yammy, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I'm gonna put on the new one from Yammy Yammy here. <laughs> it's wouldn't Yammy with a V. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, guys. Uh, this week I'm not drinking. Uh, it's not beer this week, guys. Okay. I, I discovered something that a lot of other people have probably discovered, but since my wife was 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 pregnant for most of quarantine for most of this year, uh, I was not allowed to have seltzers in the house. Couldn't have any of the hard seltzers in the house. Could not because she was like, "You are not drinking any of those in front of me. I love them too much. Yes, it's the only thing you can't have is that." So I didn't. All right. So today, guys, I've got Truly, but they put out these remix versions of Truly. And they're amazing. With the black can, they have strawberry lemonade. I'm drinking lemonade right now. And I'm letting you know, life-changing. It's pretty amazing. I love my seltzers. So I've got the Truly this week. And i probably trying to open it. God, why do I have so much trouble opening a can? Anyways. There it is. All right. Yeah, the it's Truly this week. These remixes with the lemonade, the black can. Guys, the black can. The Black Hand, that's the remix. Yammy yeah. Yammy featuring the Truly remix. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for that mashup. And, and always, Truly over White Claws and any other seltzer. Truly's oh. just better, guys. I'm just letting you know it's just better. Hot take yeah. number one of the episode. <laughs> truly better than White Claws. I don't hate that. I'm not mad at it. I can't drink those, dude. Like they're, I get wrecked when I drink because they're just too good. They're just too, oh. Oh, they're yeah. just too damn good. It's too easy to drink those. They I, are. I haven't been able to get into them much yet. There's a select few that I'd be able to sip, but the like seltzer water and all that carbonation, I can't. Uh, I need. I need. I need more uh, lusciousness and more carbs, apparently, <laughs> for me to be able to enjoy it. <laughs> I'd like to because I'd like to not have to crush Yingling Flight or you know craft beer. So seems like it's a good middle ground. I'm just not there yet. Oh, well, guys, it's Bruce Day. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Yummy. Cheers, boys. Oh, All right, guys. Gracious. Now it's time to get it off our chests. And I'm going to go first because I, I don't know what you guys will have, but I'm going to get this out of the way first. Just want to get it out of the way. 
uh, election week over election day. This week has been hysterical. I know to some people it's been stressful, anxious, all that stuff. I'm sorry for you guys. Get the call map. <laughs> election week has been incredible. The Nevada memes, all the jokes. It felt like everybody had time to get their jokes in. It wasn't just a rush for this one night and then the jokes are kind of dead. It was like everybody got it and then it was like they announced the president and then Saturday, Saturday Night Live comes on. It was perfect. It wasn't like you had to wait till Saturday to get it. Saturday is when the thing happened and then the show comes on. And the internet was incredible this week. I mean, all like the jokes about Kanye and that's the reason like Kanye winning Nevada and that's the reason why Nevada didn't want to announce. Like just, just so many great things, man, that came out of this week. And so I now want election week instead of election day. Had to get it off my chest. Oh boy. That's a hot one. That's a hot one there. Um, I hope if that's the case moving forward, it gets a lot more easy than it was this week and a lot less stressful. I mean, holy cow. That was absolutely insane. You're right. Every day, every single day checking. And I'm like checking, you know, numbers that are going up by the thousands. And it's like, why don't we just wait till we get the final? Yeah, well, we got a couple of days to wait here, but you're right. The It gave people more time to get much more creative with it. It did help lighten the mood through a stressful week. That's for sure. Thoroughly I, saw, enjoyed it. I saw this a lot on social media that like a lot of people were after like three days kind of hypothesizing about whether or not the networks were holding on to call certain states longer than they needed to just because they knew they had everybody's captive attention. Do you guys think that that played a role in the whole thing? Yes, thousand percent. I don't. I do not. I don't. Although, I mean, I I watched it because my man John King is the MVP of the whole thing. But <laughs> I hope that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, it, it it made me wonder. It's not something I had thought about until I saw people um, just mentioning it more and more. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know that I need election week. Then again, I wasn't really as like deep into it. I didn't even know that they called the president until you guys texted me. So like that shows how connected I was to the whole process. Um, but I don't know. Maybe like cut it off at three days. I think that's that's my cutoff. Three days. Right. I could take that. Three days. I just want more than one day. I feel like the jokes, man. The jokes, the videos, everyone. Just mm-hmm. shout out to the internet. Yeah. You made a good joke you this week. If you made a good video this week. Shouts to you, Internets. Election day. Fascinating, week. Uh, Election day. Fascinating uh, last test in that history of 2020 class, which is coming around for future generations. Those last couple of weeks can be focused around the election against all the other stuff on top of the year. So they'll have fun with it. I love it. Well, you guys go. Get it off your chest. All right, I'll uh, I'll go up next. Um, this year's really made me and most people think of a lot of things a whole lot differently, right? Putting different things into perspective. And the one that really hit me this past week was videos and photos that I've taken at concerts years and over over the course of many many years. And how I always go into it and I tell myself I'm not going to take as many photos this time, especially if it's a band or an artist I've seen before. But I do it anyways. Take a bunch of photos. Take a bunch of videos. And then you never really go back and watch those, right? You go back so you can pick out which ones you want to post on Instagram. And then they're just kind of there, right? 
maybe they'll pop up in the time hop and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Well, now, now that we don't have those things, damn, do I relish the hell out of them. And I'm sitting there trying to like rewatch an entire concert with everything I have zooming in on the photos and really going back and watching and watching. Never did I think I would appreciate those videos so much. So it was just like, okay, I was there. Try to live in the moment. I try to do that, especially at these concerts. Try to enjoy it. I've seen this band before. It's the same show. I know that. Enjoy it more this time. But there I am just there watching with the phone. But guess what? Now I'm so glad I did that because that's the closest thing we have. You have concert live streams, and those are great. I encourage people to do those. Buy a ticket, watch a live stream, help the bands out. But my time hop and my memories have been more precious than ever this year. Sometimes they let me, you know, get me down, get me sad. Like looking at vacation photos. Where were we 365 days ago this week? Oh yeah, we were in the Bahamas. Awesome. Uh, but those concert videos that come back around helped me relive it a little bit. It makes me miss concerts a whole lot, but it also makes me appreciate the ones that I was able to go to now that they've been taken away from us for quite some time. So I always used to get annoyed at that myself included, putting pictures and videos up at concerts. I think when concerts come back, we'll probably put those down because we haven't had them for so long, but then they'll start to come back up. And I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that because they've saved me a lot and brought a lot of good memories. So had to get that off my chest this week. I like it. My my strategy has always been to like ask someone else to record it. <laughs> Smart. You know, be like, hey, I, this song's gonna be really good. You should record it. And then right. I, and I can watch it. Right. I, you know, like if I'm at a sporting event and like the game's going down to the wire, like I'll ask somebody that I'm at the game with to record it. Mm-hmm. I have never caught the moment like that in a sporting event. And I've been at a couple where some crazy stuff happened. Cause I remember Syracuse beat Pitt at the buzzer. Uh, like probably was well, probably like eight years ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I almost had my camera out, but didn't. But then somebody downstairs, I think it was Justin Rose. He had his iPad out and had, and I was so mad at myself because he's like in the, like he's in the press room, like showing everybody the video they <laughs> caught. And I'm just like, mm, I, I, like, I was just like, no, I'm not going to have my, I'm not going to have it out. And then, yeah, it's just stupid that I didn't. So Yeah. Always take video. That's, I feel like I always am with that. We have computers in our pockets. Take the video if you want to take it. Take the video. Yeah. I have the end zone video from when Pitt uh, football upset number one Clemson at Clemson. We were there at that game. And I was in the end zone where that long field goal came through, where that football came through. It's one of the best videos I have ever taken. And now getting to rewatch it in a time where we can't go to football games makes it even better. So that's a perfect example. I was at that game. I did not record it, but I had uh, not actually, I think I have your video, Dan, and Mm -hmm. I have our friend Rob's video and I tweet them all the time. Like I recorded it, but I definitely did not. It was not my video. And I was the tweet afterwards, like the photo, the the camera icon at steel city, Dan 22. And it's never there. I don't put it there. No, I don't (laughs) put it there at all. I want all the, the selfish retweets that sets out me. Such a fraud. You're just such a, you're such a fraud on the internet. You're just such a fraud. I know. Such a fraud. This guy. Such a fraud. Uh, okay. I will get it off my chest. And to be honest with you guys, I don't really have my thoughts like formally put together, but it's election related. And I've just been doing a lot of reflecting on 
the past over the past week about just like everything that led up to the election. And I mean, you guys know, I, I didn't have a dog in the fight in this one. And I, I, so I was just kind of sitting back. Oops, sorry about that. I was just kind of sitting back watching people on the right and on the left, like scream at each other, talk about how they're, they're right. And the other one's wrong or we're right. And you're wrong. And uh, like, it makes it so hard to believe in the process. And now like we've, we've elected a new president and vice president and we're hearing all this stuff about how they're going to do everything the right way. And the other person did everything the wrong way. And I don't know, like that, that, that just bugs me because there's so much, there's a lot of work to be done. All of our problems are not fixed. And I wish people would kind of focus on the fact that like there's there's still a lot of work that has to happen. Like it's great that we elected a new president and there's a new vision and there's a lot of enthusiasm behind it. But unless like we focus on the things that got us here and the reasons that people wanted a change in, you know, administration and like actually put pieces to the puzzle together to make things better, we're just gonna continue to do the same crap over and over again. So like I said, I don't really have like a like a crescendo at the end of this, but I've just been doing a lot of reflecting about the whole process. And, uh, I, I feel like we've are, a lot of people have already lost sight of it because they got so wrapped up in the, I want my guy to win, or I want my guy to win. And not like, it's not like a, when a sports team wins a championship, like they won that championship. They, they put all the pieces together. They won all the games and they won the championship. This one is like, you win the championship and now you have to put all the pieces together. So it's kind of the, you know, the reverse of that. And uh, I just hope people are focused on the right things as we move forward from all this. I'm with you. There needs to be more of a focus. I I think a lot of people lose sight of the fact that, like, the president really can't do that much. The president really, like, his job is almost to, like, he can influence a lot of things. Mm -hmm. There are some big things that the president can do, but, like... The problems that a lot of people have and a lot of things that have been hot, big topics in 2020 and stuff, like when it comes to police reform and stuff like that, like that has to do with like your mayor. Like that has to do with like your government in your city. You know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. the president can't just be like, all right, Pittsburgh, you go do this now or Pennsylvania, you do this or West Virginia, you do this. That doesn't work like that. So like if you're whole state is run by Republicans and you're a Republican, but your president is a Democrat. You're fine. They can't do anything. So like, you're like, I feel like a lot of people are misguided. It's like national politics, such they make it such a big deal with national politics and people are worried about other States, but it's like, worry about where you are. And I feel like that needs to like be more of a focus. Cause I hear you. It's been a lot of really dumb arguments from people. And I'm like, guys, like, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of work needs to be done, but yeah, like you're fine. Just wait two years from now. We start this process all over again. That'll get you excited. That'll get you excited to get out of 2020. Well, I'm excited <laughs> for the Dan Kanye ticket. I really am. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Turn all those days God. purple. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> The birthday party ticket, Dan and Kanye. Good God. <laughs> well, boys, let's get into the main course. And uh, the main course is a gross one. COVID mm. and sports. A lot of things going on. Um, Notre Dame. Did you guys see this? They beat Clemson. I was excited. I'm a big Notre Dame fan over here. Love them. 
But then their fans, who were really too close together at the stadium, rushed the field. And it literally looked like COVID Cella, COVID Palooza. It, it was bizarre to me. What did you guys think when you saw that? I didn't. Yeah. So like that game went to double overtime. I tuned out. I did not see the end of it and, uh-huh. until like the next day I saw the score. And the way I saw the score was, hey, Notre Dame won. But by the way, and then it was just a sea of people in, in a picture. And uh, man, I couldn't believe it. And like, I don't blame. I don't blame students for that. I'm thinking like, why is there not stadium staff? queued up it's a number one versus number four you know this is a huge game and if you upset a team that could happen it's your own stadium kids can run on the field like why would there not be stadium staff all you got to do is line up those dudes in yellow jackets and then everybody's like okay we're not supposed to go on the field uh so i couldn't believe that not the students did it because they're students and i probably would have done it too um but that there was just like nobody thought that that could be something that happened in the biggest game of the season Right. It's not like it was anything super out of the ordinary. It was the number one versus the number four with a backup quarterback in. It's very much on the table. It's at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly came out and said it. He's like, we honestly just didn't have the staffing there in place for something like that. You know, everything's difficult right now. We just don't have the, we didn't have the personnel and it's unfortunate, but you know, their students, they were all tested. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but right. Okay. Whatever. Um, but that's a mess. That's the last thing you want to see right now as we go through another peak and another spike of this disastrous thing. There's already trouble enough on college campuses. And then you throw something like that together. It's like, yikes, big time. Yikes. Um, that wasn't, uh, wasn't great, but you're right, Chris, it kind of took away from the headline of them actually winning the game. Yeah. And uh, th- dude, that's what COVID is doing for. I mean, I guess football specifically every week, like the headlines are not really anymore. What happened in the games? They are to some extent, but a lot of it is just like, how did COVID affect this week in football? So like, you know, from a university standpoint, you need to know what the PR trend is and do something about it. And so, I, yeah, I just can't believe it. That's why they shouldn't have been there. Like, they just shouldn't have been there. Like, mm-hmm. people, like, because you, because once you let them in, once you let people in and they, I don't know how many people they let in the stadium, but it sure looked like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you can't stop them from rushing the field. That's the biggest win for Notre Dame in a very long, long time, time. Mm-hmm. like a really long time. And you can't stop kids from rushing the field. That's why it's like, yeah, like you said, I don't blame the students. And I'm like, I don't either. Because like if you're there, they just beat Clemson, who's been the best team, one of the best teams of the decade. You're going to you're going to rush the field. But they just shouldn't have been there for that. But that's, you know another thing with like colleges and doing this and it's like they everybody wants to make their money nobody wants to you know they want to get their chance to make their money but like there's just certain things you just can't let happen and i just thought it's just it, it's notre dame and it's like you're supposed to be you know above everyone and smarter than everyone and it's like you know because if this happened at an sec school we would not be having the same conversation <laughs> it happened if it happened in Clemson, we wouldn't be having the same conversation. Yeah, exactly. But it happened at Notre Dame. It happened at Notre Dame. And it's just like, what the hell were you guys thinking? Like, that's, yeah, it's bad. And I it's, and I just wonder what's in a week from now, what is going to be the story at Notre Dame? It's not going to be that Notre Dame's undefeated. It might not. It might be that they have to shut down the whole, se- the whole season. <laughs> what if that was the, you know, the end result of this whole thing is that 
the players and the students celebrated on the field. And then you find out that <laughs> Notre Dame's maybe best team in 30 years has to suspend this. Look at the Notre Dame fan is just cringing on this podcast. That would be luscious <laughs> in a word. <laughs> like, I didn't even think about that happening until, uh, cause yeah, I mean, you know, well, I'll a be lot of people in a small area. Well, undefeated. I've already got my undefeated season sweatshirt and I'll buy another one for 2020. Oh, Cause hey, if, if the season ends, we're undefeated. Sorry. Hey, nobody wants to play us with COVID. That's fine. At your choice. NCAA, it's your choice teams. Undefeated season, national champs. Well, oh my I, gosh, I'm with you on the fan piece though, because the more we're halfway into the football season now, and the more football I watch, the more I realize that regardless of whether there is zero capacity or partial capacity, if it's not full capacity for me watching, I just think it kind of sucks. Like I'm into some of the games, but this year has made me realize how much. I love and appreciate just the fan piece at games. And uh, it's so hard for me to take a lot of these games seriously when there's like, I mean, one, if there's nobody in this stadium or if there's like 7,000 people there, I don't know. It's, it's really, it, it changes the dynamics so much for me. Takes away from, yeah. Takes away from college football a lot. NFL. I haven't missed fans at all. Not at all. <laughs> Just haven't missed them. Good God. I'm, I'm with you. It has a bigger effect on college. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. All right. Well, now the Steelers, that's a big story. Steelers, a bunch of them got COVID. Or possibly have COVID. Possibly. Ben Roethlisberger being one of them. The Steelers, another team undefeated. They will not be giving them a Super Bowl trophy if they shut down their season. It's <laughs> an undefeated. But you could wear undefeated, you know, season sweatshirts and all that. But uh, but yeah, uh, the NFL with <laughs> the NFL with COVID. What do you think about how this has been this year with the NFL and how they have handled COVID nineteen? I don't think it's been great. Um, the fact that they've had to continually make strict, more strict more strict protocols as like weeks go along. Some of these teams just haven't given a damn the Titans, the Raiders to be very specific. And now they're taking draft picks away. Like, and the fact that they didn't have these things like in place ready, like the NFL had so much confidence that this was going to work and that they've had to implement more strict rules and protocols and things like that is just terrible. A lot of staff members seem to get it versus players. Uh, So I, I think, they're not being, you know, told and, and being taken it, taking it as seriously uh, for whatever doing and the people that they're around, but it's just, it's terrible. I mean, it's, it's smart in a way, like you mentioned, Ben Roethlisberger and a couple other Steelers are, they can't practice for five days. Uh, they have to be in isolation. They have to pass negative tests because of close contact, you don't have it, but of close contact and they are potentially eligible to play on Sunday, which is good. But uh, the fact that we've had to reschedule multiple games, they voted. In fact, I didn't even see the the results. They were supposed to vote today as we're recording this on Tuesday. They were supposed to vote today to have another contingency plan for the playoffs where if teams have to cancel games because you're running out of that bi-week flexibility, right? You had that. You're ha- we're more than halfway through the season now. You're running out of that flexibility. If you have to cancel games, keep in mind they were already going to add two teams to the playoffs this year, one from each conference. 
That was already enough. The contingency plan for COVID is adding two more teams to the playoffs. So there's eight from each conference, and they would be seeded based on winning percentage alone in case they have to cancel games. So it would be strictly winning percentage, and it'd be one through eight, and every team would play every week. One would play eight. It'd be a bracket. Two would play seven. Bye weeks are gone. Like, this is insane if this gets passed. Um, I wish I had the results now. I don't know if they've uh, completely voted on it yet, but that's absolutely insane. The NFL is way too much focused, way too focused on making money right now that this is actually that their their plan that they're coming up with because they can't control this damn thing. Well, as a Steelers fan, I love the win percentage. We should just contract COVID the rest of the year, be the number one seed. <laughs> but we don't get a buy then. Well, if no one's getting a buy, no one's getting a buy. It's true. That's that's the thing. It's like you lose the buy, but also maybe your path can be a little bit easier because they didn't mention anything about reseeding. Yeah, because um, I'm thinking if I'm the Steelers, I, I want to be up here and have like the Chiefs down here. Right, right. You know, right. And more of a chance for them not to make it. But it's wild. All of a sudden, you're going to have four more teams in the playoffs. By the way, four more shitty teams. Let's be real. Um, if that's what this comes down to. COVID football is bad enough and you're going to add some garbage teams into the playoff mix as well. It could really, really get out of hand. Dude, ever since we talked about that, I like I watched the NFL so different. I was like, I don't want this team anywhere near it. Like <laughs> right. near the playoffs. And it's like they would probably be in, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like cuz the Patriots and Jets played a an interesting football game last night and I'm watching that game. I'm like, yeah, the Patriots are still in the playoff hunt and they're like full in the playoff hunt if this thing expands. Even more teams. And it's like, that Patriots team isn't good. They've been ravaged by COVID. They were ravaged by COVID before the season even started. They had more more players than any team say that they just weren't going to play this year. So, like, uh, it'll be weird. I'll tell you that, if uh, that's the case. Yeah, I hope it somehow gets under control and the players start to take it more seriously because it's obviously getting worse everywhere. uh, But you're getting more and more cases coming out of the NFL and... By the time this season ends, who knows? I hope they don't have to cancel games. I hope they don't have to go to this expanded, expanded playoff format from there. But uh, it's been frustrating to say the least that they've had to continually adapt multiple times now, and it's still not being taken as seriously as it should have. I'm all I'm so conflicted because I'm all for foot more football. I love watching football. Uh, But yeah, the more it gets expanded and the more this stuff happens, the less I'm really able to kind of take all of this seriously. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the way the NHL and the NBA did it in the bubbles, it wasn't ideal, but things ran smoothly. The teams had the players they were supposed to have and the amount of teams that were supposed to be in the playoffs were in the playoffs and they didn't have to change everything. And, make it up as they went. And uh, yeah, I just think with this, like however it works out, it's going to be hard to take it seriously at the end of the day. Yeah. Cause the way I just, man, I just, I just, I'm so conflicted because it's not like I'm not watching football every, you know, week and I'm happy that there's games on. I'm happy that football's there, but I just feel like we're going to look back on this in like a few years and be like, this was bad. 
and more players are going to talk about it because you're seeing certain because you're seeing reports about like not reports i mean it's like facts about players the jacksonville they have a player who's like been in the hospital twice and they shut him down for the whole season because of covid and like there are players that have come back from covid and they've just seemed like strange and everyone's like oh they're off i don't know what's going on with ezekiel elliott's like balance and his vision and i'm like well i mean you're mentioning all these things but you're not mentioning the fact that he had covid you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i know you don't want to speculate but it's like it's one of those things that could be a possibility like i don't know how long this thing takes to recover and you know and trevor and uh, we're talking about college football trevor lawrence was like yeah my my smell is starting to come back but my taste is not there yet i'm like what huh that's wild which we didn't even mention that the fact that he was on the sideline for that game with his mask off. And he was taking it off and talking to people. Like, I, I don't want to be the guy that's like constantly, because so many people are doing that, right? Like constantly policing everything that everybody else is doing and telling them yeah. what's right or wrong. Like, I don't want to do that. But like, when you're playing in the biggest game of the year, like that, it does turn out to be a bad look. You got to know, you got to be aware. I was surprised they even had him there. Like, what what is he, what is he providing? That, it's only a potential distraction, right? When I saw the picture go, like when I saw the video go around of him doing that, I couldn't believe he was there because I had no idea that he, I had no idea that he was even in the building. And I was like, this is stupid. Why did he make the trip from South Carolina to Indiana? For what? Just stupid. I don't, yeah. A lot of people aren't using their heads. I wish more people would. Amen to that. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, And now, Chris, uh, you sent us in the, in the text today, college basketball coming back yeah college basketball um i saw the acc release their schedule they're starting in early december i i believe uh there is some college basketball starting in late november this month um but uh initially there were plans to do some like bubble like bubble nits at the beginning of the season um but it seems like most of those have been scrapped and now it's just they're playing conference seasons and um like pit where where i'm at they're they're planning for uh reduced attendance but there will be attendance at basketball games i saw duke is starting the year with no attendance and they may change that as time goes on so i feel like the dynamics there of an outdoor sport with you know partial attendance as opposed to an indoor store indoor sport with attendance is maybe a little different but uh yeah i feel like college basketball is it's just been overlooked this whole time, but they've been making plans and they're like, Hey, we're playing. Did you guys know we're playing? So it'll be more entertainment, which is good. I'm, I'm kind of nervous as to how it's all going to play out though. Yeah. 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 I think this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> I do. I, I'm not ready for college, but ba- I love college basketball, but I am not ready for it. We just crowned a champion in the NHL, the NBA in major league baseball. We're in the heart of the NFL season. The Masters are on this freaking week. There's enough right now for me that I don't need college basketball when it's supposed to start because we went so long without anything and then it just all came back so suddenly. There's no reason to rush this. If they don't play a tournament, this season doesn't mean a damn thing, just like last year. The reason we forgot about college basketball because there's no freaking tournament. That's what everybody waits around for. The regular season games are great. Conference season games are great. But if you don't finish it with the tournament, who gives a shit? And if they don't finish it with the tournament, I'm not going to give a shit again either. 
So if they can find a way to make the tournament in a bubble, which like you talked about, Chris, they're talking about doing that for postseason tournaments so they can at least have that and having some integrity there. But with reduced rosters and these kids on campus, they hang around each other constantly. If you've ever been around a basketball program, they hang around each other constantly because they spend so much time together because there's not like offense, defense, special teams where a lot of football teams, they don't inter- intermingle a whole lot where you can isolate uh, a position group. If it happens on a basketball team, they're going to shut the the team down for one, two, however many weeks it is. I think it's just another disaster waiting to happen because we're like, again, spiking again as a country. And as much as I love it, I don't want to see it because I think it's going to get shut down. Something bad is going to happen where teams are going to get all jacked up and we're going to have this another asterisk of a year with how teams are going to be eligible for the tournament, winning percentage and all that garbage. I just think they should do what they talked about maybe a couple months ago. And when they said like they were just going to have one big tournament with 360, however many, you know, teams, <laughs> I was all for it. I was all for it. I'm like, just start this thing in, I don't know, February or something and just get it going or whenever you want to start it, just do it. I, just because I think that's the only, and maybe you bubble the, the pods they're in. Like, you know, if you're in St. Louis, you're in Pittsburgh, you're in wherever, you just kind of bubble that and the, the teams around each other, they play each other, you get out of that. I, I just don't know how you're going to f- pull this off without a bubble. I don't know how any of these things are going to pull things off really without some kind of bubble. Cause that's how it worked for the NBA and NHL. And it just like, it, it happened, it was done and they got a champ. And like, I just feel like you need a bubble and I don't, and you can't bubble college kids that aren't getting paid. So uh, that's kind of the issue with that. You can't do that, but I think they need to figure something out where it's just one big tournament. And it's just like, Hey man, 2021 was weird like that's how we get a champion and that's just what it is it's gonna be weird but i don't know the whole thing everything's weird so yeah i mean the reason it works for football is because to to go back to what dan was saying like if you have one or two wide receivers test positive well you have eight of them on the team if you have two players test positive on a basketball team and then the others are all wrapped up in contact tracing you don't have a basketball team (laughs) so i don't know like i don't understand how it's going to feasibly work they've Uh, all touched each other they've all sweat on each other like you you know what i mean it's like basketball is playing each other so 10 of your players or of your 15 like are on the court together all the time touching each other rubbing against each other that's just that's basketball yeah i i don't (laughs) <laughs> indoors it's all it's yeah. indoor it's just there's yeah, yeah that's why i just think it's got disaster written all over it it, yeah. it doesn't it won't take as much for the dominoes to start falling uh for things to have to start getting shut down and i hate to see it because i love i absolutely love that sport that'll be another weird one without fans in it but i don't think they should you know it, that's another one where it gets a little uh dangerous as well for, with how many you actually allow in but it'll be It'll be interesting to see if they can make it to the NCAA tournament. We get any sort of March Madness this year. Yeah, super weird. COVID in sports. But uh, guys, let's go to the next thing in our main course. Baseball movie pick two. We love our pick twos here. <laughs> we've done them with we've done them with uh, nostalgic '90s movies. We've done them with Halloween candy, and we're gonna do them a lot because we just enjoy them. And you guys love them a lot more than I ever in my wildest. <laughs> I never gonna believe that you guys. Working on some more. theme music for the segment. We'll get there. Yeah. So, um, who found this? I don't know who found this. I'll let you take it. Um, this baseball movie pick two. 
this was me. I found this uh, trending on Twitter uh, uh, this this week, and you know everybody's got these pick twos, like you said, Didi. And this is yeah, baseball. But I don't know why we're not. You know, baseball season is over. It's just one of those random things that pops up, starts trending. Um, so you have sixteen movies here. Honestly, they're not all super easily <laughs> easy to identify. Um, the Babe, Forty Two, League of Their Own, The Sandlot, Little Big League. Rookie of the Year, Eight Men Out, The National, The Rookie, 61, Major League, Moneyball, Mr. Baseball, Bad News Bears, Field of Dreams. And does anybody know the last one? It's a famous movie picture uh, cover, but I don't. I need I, I need some words on that one. I assume that guy is the baseball player, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the woman that's draped around him. <laughs> So probably a pretty famous one. And I just, I need words on that movie poster. Let's uh, pick the title. Um, baseball man finds love. All right. We'll go with that. Yep. Baseball <laughs> man finds love. For the love of baseball. <laughs> Something stupid like that. Anyways. Um, so yeah. And you have some older movies, some newer movies, uh, some family friendly movies, some not so family friendly movies in here. Um, but yeah, we're going to make a pick two out of this because there's some good ones on here, guys. Definitely. Yeah. There's some good ones. There's also some that I'm never watching (laughs) or never watching ever again. God field of dreams is the boringest movie of all time. (laughs) I mean, like, I, for the life, I just don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. Field of Dreams is so boring. So bad. Yeah, there's some movies on here that I'm afraid to admit that I haven't even seen. I don't know if I've seen Field of Dreams all the way through. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. Probably because it's so boring, like Didi said. Okay, well, we're going to stop the slander right here because that is definitely one of my two. I love that movie. Whoa. Oh. God. <laughs> I'm surprised at that. Okay. I know what your other one is, but I'm surprised at that, Chris. I Yeah, that is that is a great movie. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, well, I'm not upset. I don't really care if you guys like it or not, but I'm, that's, that's something. That's something. Okay. Continue, Dan. Sorry, I just had to stop the slander. Well, do you have a uh, what's your what's your other one then? You gave your yeah, first your one two? is Field of Dreams. What's your other one of these two? Yeah. So, uh, full transparency, I've seen five of these. So I uh, <laughs> five. Oh not, wow, that's low. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's like a third. That's not very many. Uh, but Rookie of the Year, I just love that movie. Uh, Float it, you know. His mom was the pitcher. He never knew. Uh, Gary Busey is crazy Gary Busey there. You got the pitching coach that locks himself in there and he's always freaking out. I love that movie. Uh, and it's one that came out when I was a little kid. So, you know, you have that connection to it from it being, you know, the, one of the movies you grew up with. So rookie of the year and field of dreams are, are my two little help. Little help now. <laughs> little help now. Rosenbaga. God knows. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and say it. that rookie of the year is one of my two as well. The quotes in that movie are 
fantastic. Um, it may not be one of the two. It's not one of the two best movies on here. That's a different discussion. It's not one of the two best movies, but for me, it's absolutely one of my favorites. I still would crack up at it. Uh, like you said, Chris, growing up with it, rookie of the year um, was a really, really good one for me. So that's that's one. And now it gets difficult because there are, like I said, there are better movies on here, but I'm my second pick is actually going to be a league of their own. I think that movie is really, really well, really well done. And I watch it all the time when it's on TV. Um, you know, you have a lot of, Famous people with roles in there, Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna, but of course, Tom Hanks, uh, Gina Davis. Um, it's such a good movie. It, it really is. Um, but it was hard for me to not pick 42. It was hard for me to not pick 61. And it was also hard for me to not pick Major League. But I got to go with League of Their Own or Rookie of the Year for my two. Major League and A League of Their Own. Those are the two for me. Major League is just I like Major League One, Major League Two, whatever. I love both of those movies. Those movies are amazing. Um, that's like a movie that I should have never been allowed to watch when I was a kid. But like having older cousins <laughs> right. is great. Like, my goodness, man, having older cousins or if you have older siblings or whatever, like being able to watch the movies that you weren't supposed to be watching. But my God, when I watch that movie now, I'm like, why was I watching that movie when I was like eight? Like, I like I have no idea. Like, but Major League is is just so it's such a classic movie. It's it's so great. And uh, A League of Their Own is just I mean, the performances in League of Their Own are so good. That's such a, that, I mean, that's a movie that's like, when it's on, I'm watching it. It comes on HBO a lot, and I'm like scrolling through stuff. League of Their Own is just super good. It's just such good Tom Hanks, and just such a, I just love a League of Their Own. 42 was close on here for me. So was Rookie of the Year. I love that movie, too. Um, but I will tell you what movie was not. The National. What the fuck is that? <laughs> What's The National? <laughs> Isn't that Robert Redford? That's like a famous baseball movie. It's old, but I think that's Robert Redford. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, is that Clint Eastwood? I, I have no idea. It, a little but like it does look like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I don't know who that. I, I don't know who that is. But yeah, the National that was not going to be on the list. I have, I have no idea. What's and the, I've been told to watch Eight Men Out by like several people, and I've never seen it. But it's like about gambling and how. But I know it's about gambling in like the nineteen something something. The Black Sox. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. And I've been told to watch that, but I've never seen it. Well, what's the worst movie on here that you've both seen? Since that seems to be the smaller list for all of us. The Sandlot. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, wait. So the only movies I've seen are Field of Dreams, Major League, Rookie of the Year. Um, wait, what's the one with Tom Hanks called? The League of Their Own. League of Their Own, League of Their Own and The Sandlot. And so... Jeez, I don't know. I guess the Sandlot, but yeah, I guess the Sandlot. I don't like saying that. It's I don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, I'm just kind of tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MLB Network basically played the Sandlot and Major League all summer long when there was no baseball. Yeah. <laughs> you have plenty of time to get sick of both of those movies. That's for sure. Um, 
yeah, there's a good handful on here that I really haven't seen. You know, Bad News Bears, I don't find that I, I don't find that as a good movie at all. I know it's an older movie and maybe other generations like it, but not for me. Not for me. Moneyball was good. Have you guys both seen Moneyball? I haven't seen Moneyball. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but it's one that I've always thought that like I actually want to see at some point. So yeah, I've only heard good things about that one. That's one that's worth season. That's worth seeing. And sixty one too. I don't think that was super super popular. Uh, Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle, uh, the race for sixty one home runs in a season. Back when that used to be the record. Um, that's a sneaky sneaky good movie too so if you can find that one i'd recommend that yeah the i saw the remake of bad news bears i saw that one i didn't see the old one yeah i saw the remake of bad news bears and that um was just cringeworthy i didn't really <laughs> enjoy it i was like mm. I, I mean may, I, back in the day i guess this would have been a thing like you know the way they treat the kids i'm like that's i guess that was a thing but i not for me. No. <laughs> no. Not for me. Not for me at all. My gosh. But yeah. Baseball pick two. You tell us. We're going to put this on Instagram. Let us know your picks. Um, if you could add a baseball movie to this, what would you add? Ooh. If you have one at the top of your mind, you would add. Because I have Hardball. The Keanu Reeves um I don't coaches think a baseball team of kids from the inner city and it's we, great we should rank keanu reeves's sports movies oh down put the replacements on there and down are there any others i don't know Ooh, fun fact keanu reeves was supposed to be in white men can't jump really yes he got cast for the part all the things right he got cast for it and then they were like we can teach him how to fake playing basketball we'll be able to do it they brought in like the best dribbling coaches the best basketball coaches to possibly teach him how to be a decent basketball player to look good on film sucked couldn't do it and wow. they brought woody harrelson back in because they were like woody from cheers there's no way this right. guy can do that. even though but he could play basketball like he was really good at basketball and like um and but they but they ended up like getting him but yeah Keanu Reeves who they wanted and he you know he sucked it's one of those one of those things I saw and like someone did some really long piece on like the history of white men can't jump like on its 20th anniversary or something a few years ago and that part I will never forget because I just think about Keanu Reeves playing basketball and sucking so bad you can't make this movie (laughs) (laughs) I love it yeah any others? Any ads? I don't. I can't I mean, think of any. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Th- I'm gonna have to think this through. There's got to be something that should be on here. Clearly, from that graphic, p- baseball movies have not been my forte. No, because I've barely seen any of them. So I, I don't think I have anything to to offer. Yeah, I think they did a good. I mean, there's there's pretty much all. I don't know if there's more, but Hardball was the only like one that was missing there. Hmm. It's a good one. Hit your heart. Hit your heart. Hardball does. <laughs> Keanu every time. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it hits your heart. If you get a chance to watch Hardball, I'm telling you, there won't be a dry Keanu. eye in your house. Keanu every time. Luscious. <laughs> well, boys, let's get into what we're listening to this week. Was it a good week of music? Bad week of music? Dan, 
get us started. It was an interesting week of music. That's for sure. Uh, on a Friday where I really needed music to come strong for me, it kind of let me down <laughs> a little bit. But there were absolutely some some really wonderful gems in there uh, that helped us get through this stressful week. That's for sure. Uh, first one I'm going to start off with is the Miley Cyrus Stevie Nicks uh, remix of uh, it's called they're calling it Edge of Midnight, uh, the wild mashup of Edge of Seven Edge of Seventeen from Stevie Nicks and Midnight Sky from Miley Cyrus. It is so incredibly perfect that these songs work so well together. Um, both of their voices blend so well together. Um, it's a really, really great remix because uh, Midnight Sky is already a great song. And then somehow it's very rare for a remix to be better than the original. This is close. This is close. Um, it starts with that familiar guitar strum from uh, Edge of Seventeen. Uh, that everybody knows and then it just finds a way to weave itself uh, in and out with both of their vocals and both of the songs you can hear both of the songs throughout so the edge of midnight remix from miley and stevie nicks is definitely uh, a good one from this week nice. hey chris all right um the first one that first song i want to put on the playlist and talk about that i listened to this week is from a band called uh their name is W-S-T-R. So it's right up your alley, Dan. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm a little offended, but also proud. <laughs> so uh, fun fact, the band's name used to be Waster. They're from the UK. The band's name used to be Waster, but they found out a band in Canada had the same name. And so they changed their band name from Waster to just W-S-T-R, which is an abbreviation of it, I guess. Um, yeah, so they are a very, very, um, catchy, poppy pop punk band, and they're putting out a new album that reimagines the first album that they ever put out, which seems to be a thing right now, I think in quarantine and COVID where there's not a lot of, or there's not all the resources that bands and artists would typically have. So they're looking to do some variations of their older music. Um, the song ain't great. Uh, is what they released this past week. And it's it's an acoustic, it's a somewhat acoustic song. I have kind of a hard time describing it, but um, it's, I guess, a stripped down version of that song. Um, and it's kind of a preview to the full album that they're going to be putting out that reimagines their first album. So I'm going to put that on the playlist this week. W-S-T-R or Waster. I like it. Waster. W-S-T-R. Okay. There's no V in there, but... It's a shame. They get stick one in. I've sent them an email. That's what it's missing. That's definitely what it's missing. <laughs> well, uh, do you guys miss clubs? Do you guys miss the nightclubs? Do you miss clubs in Vegas? Do you miss partying? Well, I got one for you. And I need yes. you to do this before I tell you the name of the song. Okay? I need you to turn your volume all the way up before you listen to this song whatever you're using just turn it all the way up headphones your stereo whatever it is your car radio and play Icona pop and sophie tucker's spa listen this song is <laughs> you're, you're either going to turn this song off in five seconds <laughs> or you're going to listen to the whole thing and you're going to play it like 14 times in a row like the song just screams, I'm tired of the club, just take me to the spa, and it's incredible. Akana Pop, 
Sophie Tucker, Spa, play it very loud. Not low, very, very loud. And you will enjoy it or hate it. <laughs> I love that. It's so weird you said that. I was at a, a, a restaurant this past week. We were, sit, we were sitting inside. You could see inside. It was a new uh, restaurant. It's kind of like game-based with old-style games and things like that. But they have a champagne vending machine in there and it just made me think of vegas immediately and that's miss awesome. it awesome that is sweet yeah i was like that's vegas right there does, and i want to go back right now does it give you a bottle is that what it does yeah it's a, it's not a big bottle but it's a small bottle like yeah. a mini one mm-hmm. nice touch it's pretty amazing that's nice, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, next i'm gonna go up with is a singer songwriter by the name of jade bird that you may or may not have uh, heard of um she came out with a single this week called head start it's the first one since her debut album last year. She's incredibly talented. Uh, and her vocals have always like showed this really incredible range. Very, very vulnerable. You can hear the vulnerability in her vocals, uh, the way that she takes you through a song. She doesn't hold back. Um, it's kind of like a pop rock acoustic guitar. She um, plays the acoustic guitar in, in mostly all of her songs. Um and she's just super, super talented. I love her style of music. And, it, you know, it kind of definitely mixes some genres. There's no way to really pinpoint what she does. Um, but uh, her vocal style and sound is really, really uh, fantastic. I'm also going to put an older one on uh, I Get No Joy from her album last year, which is a super catchy chorus, which will no doubt get stuck in your head. But Head Start from Jade Bird. Get on in the early train now. There's a few seats left. All right. Uh, you said no doubt in describing that. And I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, since I said last week that I wanted to have Carson Daly announce the president with no doubt playing in the MTV studios, now Twitter is recommending that I follow both Carson Daly and no doubt. So <laughs> the internet knows. I don't know how, but the internet knows. Not mad at it. Uh, a new band that I want to uh, feature this week uh, is a band I've been listening to. Their name is Midfield, and uh, they released a song this week called Nothing Changes. It's a new single. Um, I don't know if they have uh, an, an album that they're expecting anytime soon. I couldn't find out any information about that, but the song really hits. Uh, it's a band that I had never, I hadn't known about until recently, uh, so I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to put them on the playlist and show them some love. So uh, midfield, nothing changes. That's my second pick. Uh, while watching the NFL, uh, they kept playing uh, this Bryce Vine song that I'd never heard of called On the Ball. Never heard the song before. They kept playing it in between in games, so I shazammed it. I was like, what is this song? Found out. Came out a couple years ago, but I never heard it. And it's just a really good jam. Chris, you're going to love working out to this. All right. I think that's a... It's a Chris Gates fit recommendation there. Bryce Vine on the ball. Because I feel like Bryce is usually more laid back than this. And it's like kind of a in-your-face uh, thing from from Bryce. So I don't know what he was doing in 2018, but this song's really cool. So uh, check it out on the ball. Bryce Vine. Yeah, Chris, I don't know if Jade Bird is quite up the work up, uh, the workout playlist up the alley there. But whatever you do when you listen to your country music, that's when you listen to Jade Bird. So fair warning. <laughs> I don't want you hitting that, you know, pump and iron and all of a sudden Head Start comes on. You're like, well, what the hell? Hey, I'm squatting. That's all I need to say. I've squatted to Luke Combs before. There, I, I don't, 
I, there you go. Yeah, we can. We can be, it's an open environment. Just want to be proper. Well, now here's one that absolutely will fit in with your workout playlist: Royal Blood, the English uh, rock duo, uh, have been around for a, a little while now, but they have finally started to release some new music. They released the first single up their upcoming album for next year um, called Troubles Coming. And it's a different sound from them. Uh, it's much dancier from anything. Like I said, they're very rock, heavy rock based. Um, but I, I, I found an interesting quote from the band on this song, Troubles Coming and the future of their sound. They said that we found this fine line between classic rock, dance, and disco meeting ACDC. So wrap your head around that one a little bit right there. Yeah, rock, classic rock dance disco meets ACDC. Um, and that's mostly because of the the riffs and the constant beat of an ACDC song. And they found a way to make that thing funky and make that thing really catchy. So Trouble's Coming from Royal Blood, one of my favorite songs from this past week that I can have a hard time getting out of my head. And I think you will too. I love when Dan calls things funky so <laughs> i'm gonna funky give it a and shot. luscious are all over this episode <laughs> funky and luscious um okay to wrap up my choices uh first talk about the playlist this past week uh, my prediction was correct i'm starting off not feeling the vin diesel song i know <laughs> i know it's not going anywhere so it's i yeah, gotta give it some time i suppose you'll be next week and the last observation from the playlist I have is Good Charlotte is just they they're they still got it. And I know that the we put the anthem on there from like 2006. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, that song still gets me going. I already like I knew that that should be our national anthem, but then I listened to it. I was like, yeah, Chris, you're so right. And I just wanted to I just wanted to mention that. Okay. Good for good Charlotte. I saw them in concert like two years ago and it was still a lot of fun. And they anyway, still had it then. Yeah, they still had it then. So they probably have it now. Uh, my retro replacement this week is by Trey Songs and F A B O L O U S. Fabulous. Say ah. That, that's, that's a good it. one. That's the one. That's a good one. That's the beautiful, beautiful song. Speaking of. Do you miss the bars and the clubs? Oh, that's one right there. There you go. Man, just God, that's a good song, man. All right. Last one here uh, coming from Max uh, Blueberry Eyes. And I like Blueberry Eyes a lot. But one thing I don't like about it. There's one thing I don't like about it. I don't like the rap verse in there. I hate it. I hate the rap verse in there by one of the members of BTS. It's just not needed. The song's super smooth. It's about his wife. It's cool. Video's cool. Don't need the verse from the K-pop guy. Max, Blueberry Eyes. Uh, please release a version without the, the rap verse in it. There's nothing I hate more than an unneeded verse of a song that's just... That can ruin a song. Super good. But Blueberry Eyes is really good. Um, upbeat. Love song. I feel like all of us could sing it to our wives and fiancés. It's a beautiful thing. Noted. Okay. I like that. It's beautiful. A lot of emotions in this week's playlist. I can't wait. <laughs> my goal on every week's playlist is just to have one song that Chris works out to. That's my goal. 
I work out. I realized it's a couple weeks. Oh, ago. you mean like for the long no. haul? Yeah, for the long haul. No, okay. no, no. I want one that sticks on his actual one that sticks workout on. playlist. Okay. Yeah, that that transfers from sounds of brunch over to this is what I squat to. <laughs> that sh- I should make that playlist. Well, the Big Sean song got carried over that you put on there a few a few weeks ago. So that's one. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it tells you kind of tells you to work out. It's like telling you. Yeah. Why would I stop? That always it's helps. like challenging you. Yeah. <laughs> well, boys, this has been another fun one. Brunch breakdown, episode twenty six. Am I right on that? Yes. Okay, because I was not sure. I put twenty six on the thing, and I was like, I don't know if this is twenty six or twenty seven. <laughs> but we've done twenty six of these. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, Dan, tell them where they can find everything. Brunch breakdown. That's right. Uh, you can find the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, anywhere and everywhere. Make sure you hit subscribe. Those episodes come to you every single week so you don't have to wait and search for them. Uh, You can also find the full video episodes with uh, visuals included from some of our topics that we discuss. Uh, Those are posted on Wednesdays as well, uh, both on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. Uh, Speaking of which, find us everywhere on social media. Uh, just by searching at Brunch Breakdown, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You follow us, we follow you back. And let us know. Give us the input on the uh, your top two baseball movies, topics like that moving forward. we got some Thanksgiving things coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to get hot. It's going to get heavy. So follow us there. Very excited about the things we have coming up. Very excited. Well, guys, good stuff. this has been fun. And uh, shouts to Pennsylvania. You guys win the week, I guess. Um, and this has been a Brunch Breakdown. We're out. <laughs>